webinar would be recorded so it will be available for you to view after the session is over so we'll have the presentation by captain amit who's been an aviator for the last 30 years he's a fellow of the royal aeronautical society he's a safety and training expert and author of the blog mindfly over to you captain amit thank you very much and uh, welcome to mind uh, this is a series of webinars and uh, the speciality is that uh, we are concentrating on human factors and cultures in organizations which have uh, interdependencies and uh, are peculiar to specific areas or regions. Uh, the usual uh, operations is known to everybody. Everybody goes to work every day. But uh, what is so special uh, that we are trying to highlight is the human factor. Today's presentation is about high reliability organizations. In the previous webinar, we have spoken about the normal accident theory and about cultures. Here, everybody is looking for foreign object damage, uh, FODs, basically debris, foreign object debris, which can cause a lot of damage and disruption to the operations. So this happens uh, before and after. So similarly, other high risk organizations like uh, we have civil aviation and uh, aircraft carriers, nuclear power, oil and gas. These are all high risk industries. So there is a need for uh, everybody to participate and look at the minutest details. So here they are looking at even small nuts, bolts, pins, needles, whatever can uh, has the potential to cause damage. So reliability. What one can count on not to fail, that is reliability. While doing what is expected of it. So are systems reliable? Are people reliable? What are we looking at? Systems or people? So the definition suggests three questions. Who do people count on? So when you're flying or you're operating in an environment which is high risk, what do people count on? What do people expect from things they count on? And in what ways can the things people count on fail? So it is about systems and not people. So about what and not whom. When organizations fail, so what happens? Such a lapse could occur for at least three reasons. Someone somewhere didn't participate or anticipate in how things could go wrong. Deviation was not caught as soon. People didn't dig into unexpected events to understand. All three reasons mean that system is not as robust and mindful as it could be. What does failure mean around here? What things must go right? So that is safety one and safety two. So you should know what should go right. That is one of the ways of finding out what is not going right. What could go wrong? So anticipating what could go wrong. What could, how things could go wrong? The number of ways, what things have gone wrong before 
and do people call attention to failure once they happen do people speak up or hide their mistakes what happens when people report concerns of failures what is the culture the safety culture around here and uh, how much people investigate into even small failures do people update procedures if need be do leaders actively seek out bad news or uh, they want to avoid bad news so these are uh, the issues about failures so there is no point hiding failures if you want to correct failures you should make use of audits and reporting systems so that culture has to be generated the generative safety culture wherein everybody feels responsible so do people feel free to talk to their superiors there are five traits of a high reliability organization first is preoccupation with failure so failure is uh, nothing which uh, you should hide or be ashamed of you should be actively looking at uh, issues which could cause failures so need for continuous attention to anomalies that could be symptoms of a larger problem in a system so for anomaly we should have the background knowledge so if you don't have the background knowledge it is difficult to de detect the anomaly cues of evolving failure so when a failure happens there are always cues preceding the failure it is not that something happens outright the number of cues you can uh, find the trends from data normalizing everybody wants to feel that things should be normal even after a failure people want to return to normalizing rather than investing more time and effort in trying to find out what happened and how to prevent it from happening everybody looks for the easier way of normalizing that is the human nature institutionalized wariness so institutions uh, should again dig in deeper and find out what happened the root cause analysis that we have discussed in the previous webinars doubt as a mindset so as an investigator everybody should look suspiciously at things so when you notice a nut or a bolt on the ramp you should look at it suspiciously it is not that somebody dropped it off from the pocket it might have dropped off from a moving vehicle or an aircraft which could lead to a potential danger that should be highlighted so such things uh, should be in your mind so uh, when you are doing an external you should not uh, look at normal things you should also be in the mindset of being doubtful any anomaly or anything out of normal should be highlighted be safe so this is for the passengers or for the operating crew it should be simplified but what's inside is what is there for uh, people at the back end or who have the data so hro is basically reluctant to simplify they don't want to simplify issues or processes they want things as complex as possible so that they know all the steps each and every small step and they collect maximum data that is for analysis but people at the front end uh, the pilots they should have simplistic 
uh, goals, objectives, and procedures. But people who are designing should have maximum data so that they can design a better system. So you need to treat every ski slope as if you're riding on it for the first time. The avalanche doesn't care about what you got away with the last time. Simple thinking example, if the alarm has failed, you should replace it with a new one. That is a simple thinking. But the HRO thinks in a different way. What if the alarm failure was caused due to something deeper? So you have to think about all the deeper uh, implications of even small failure. Third is, uh, especially for people working in uh, the operations control of flight ops support and even engineering. So they uh, analyze a lot of data and they can pick up peculiar trends. Sensitivity to operations. Pay close attention to operations. Don't make assumptions and ask questions. So we have seen it in the uh, Challenger disaster, in the space shuttle uh, with the O-ring. So it was known to the engineers, it was known at the back end, people had data, but uh, sensitivity to operations, who was controlling people under the top, they took a decision. Use data to make decisions and track the outcomes. So even though the CEO or the head need not know everything, but he should know where to tap information from. Commitment to resilience. Resilience is that uh, if there's a breakdown, how fast you can get back to normal. That is resilience. The ability to recognize, absorb, and adapt to disruptions. So most systems try to anticipate trouble spots, but high reliability systems also pay close attention to their capability to investigate learn and act without knowing in advance what they will be called to act upon. So if something happens which is uh, out of the ordinary, so you should know that you have a process. If you put the event in the process, it will follow certain steps and eventually you'll get to know what happened and how best to get back to normalization and investigate at the same time. So don't let failure disable the organization. This is the first thing you have to protect the organization. So business continuity is first. And parallelly, you have to run the investigation process. Recognize emerging anomalies to keep an open mind, open mind. React appropriately even under unanticipated conditions. Deference to experts. So experts have all the data and uh, they know exactly what's happening. So who should be taking the decisions? Not the expert, but somebody at the higher level has to take a decision, but he has no knowledge about the intricacies of the system. So deference to expert mean men who can immediately sense the potential problem can indeed make a quick decision, alleviate the problem, or effectively decouple some of the technology reducing consequences of errors in decision-making. So if you ask the safety expert, he will have uh, his knowledge in safety systems, but not specific systems. So you'll have to get down to an engineer or a pilot or any other operator 
in uh, the operations control or op support they will give you the exact reason why things failed and what is the fix so you have to refer to experts in uh, most of the situations the expert is the person with hands on knowledge of operations at that point of failure when it happened he will be the first person who will come to a conclusion get you a fix give your experts access to upward reporting leaders must listen to those experts regardless of seniority this is an example uh, of the bhopal gas tragedy everybody would be aware of it december 2 1984 uh, there was methyl isocyanate uh, stored in the facility the plant was shut down but they had certain uh, storage tanks canisters wherein uh, mic was stored there was about 50 tons stored in this tank about 15 tons in the second one and the third one was empty so there were certain cues which they got an operator uh, reported some type of a smell so that was dismissed because there was some spraying which happened in the morning so they said no it's the spraying so they dismissed that off then the gauges showed uh, differential pressure one of the gauge showed 6 psi other gauge showed uh, 30 psi so they again dismissed this basically saying that uh, it is a gauge issue and uh, at the end when uh, people smelt some gas actually they went close to the canisters the storage tanks and they felt some rumbling so they were in a kind of a dissonance they couldn't comprehend the situation that the tank has shut down what is this rumbling about so basically the water leaked into the tanks this caused an over temperature in the gas which leaked there were a lot of safety systems like this gas scrubber leaking gas could have been detoxified but the scrubber was turned off they had a water curtain but that was not high enough to reach the gas there was a flare tower designed to burn off gas but a connecting pipe had been removed for maintenance and they had a refrigeration system freon system to cool the mic was shut down in june 1984 to save money and uh, freon was shipped to other plants so this is a situation which we discussed in the previous webinar normal accident theory so under these circumstances an accident was to happen unavoidable because people they had the cues they couldn't turn it into clues so when you turn it into a clue then you act upon it so they dismissed the clue in the hro they pick up even the smallest cue if you get a smell you have to confirm what kind of smell where is it coming from the source of the smell so unless you investigate into it uh, if you dismiss off anything like this then a major event is on your hands uh, same is with the differential pressure and the rumbling so easiest thing to think is if a plant has been shut 
and why should the gauges read different pressure or why should they be rumbling if the plant has been shut for a long time so these are the issues with the high reliability organization where they investigate the smallest thing the patterncy there is a need for alertness awareness perception and conception so if we discuss perception and conception perception without conception is blind if you perceive something you get a smell but the conception is not there then you're blind and on the other hand conception without perception is empty so if you don't if you just see something and you don't perceive you cannot think what's going to happen it's basically empty so the unexpected can escalate either when significant cues go unnoticed because there are no concepts to select them that is the problem of blindness so the unexpected of a disaster event can escalate when the cues in front of you like the smell and gauges go unnoticed or the concepts that people deploy have no connection to particulars problem of emptiness so you have a concept when an accident will happen but what you see is totally different you're not able to connect it so problem of emptiness so that is why when unexpected events happen you would not have uh, even thought of it or related to it but things happen unexpected events so that is why if your conceptual knowledge is good and you can relate to it uh, that is why you can that is how you can handle situations so in the conclusion the organizational culture is uh, prime wherein the leadership ensures that people at the ground level are heard and uh, even the smallest issue is not ignored the feedback loop is complete and uh, because the feedback loop is complete people have the trust in the system mindful organizations so people do not uh, go through a consultants uh, recommendations blindly so yes organizations hire consultants they have processes but it is it has to be deployed mindfully actions basically turn circumstances into a situation that is comprehensible and that serves as a springboard for action there are the actions of turning flux into circumstances turning circumstances into comprehensible situation turn comprehension into a direction and intention and at the end turning these intentions into their realization so basically you have uh, actions or inactions so that is an opportunity for you to identify a circumstance so from a flux the circumstance circumstances into a comprehensible situation so your knowledge so anomaly you have to identify then you comprehend the situation turning comprehensible situations into a direction and intention so you have the guidance of experts and you know how to act on it and turning those intentions into their realization so that is how high reliability organizations function and deal with failures
it's how fast you recover recovery is imperative but you have to ensure that issues like investigation and empowerment and feedback are also taken care of it is tempting to go through the sequence mindlessly but there are alternatives some of them are in front of you so mindfulness is important because a lot of solutions lie in front of you or with people just in front of you but if you're not aware of what's happening in your environment so you're missing out important cues and possible help so thank you very much for your attention and uh, as before mindfly blog twitter youtube and the facebook will host all the videos you have my email id if you want to write to me you most welcome thank you very much i will hand you over to sagam for the for the presentation thank you captain amit i request uh, all of you to start typing in your questions or you could raise your hand if you want to share your thoughts or some experience uh while you do that captain amit i would like to ask you in terms of aviation how do you think airlines can turn into the organizations i i think all of them should be but they're not can't hear you captain amit okay as uh, we have discussed in the previous webinars uh, the culture of the organization is important so do you have the confidence and are you allowed by the superiors to speak up uh, that is how uh, small things are highlighted and uh, cues are picked up at the early stage if you look at uh, the colombia disaster especially uh, the right. space shuttle disaster the o-ring everybody knew about it the engineers knew about it but safety is uh, at some stage it becomes something of uh, how you perceive it and uh, your risk tolerance so how do you place a particular uh, possible failure into the risk matrix do you feel that it is uh, so important or it's going to be so serious that you need to stop operations because when it comes to stopping operations everybody things twice or right. five times but when it comes to uh, giving a low priority to safety people don't think twice also so when things start operations takes priority but at some stage that is why the knowledge of uh, the top leaders the decision makers policy makers is important that is how uh, people at the grassroots level get the confidence that if we speak we will be heard otherwise that right. culture of reporting uh, does not uh, uh, have any uh, significance in the organization true and how how reliable do you think audits are and how can we make them more reliable Well, the concept of audits is good. It is how you implement. That is for any process or concept. Even if you go for training, training concept is good. But how do you implement it, and uh, how much confidence people have in it? 
how seriously do you take uh, it and uh, the data how do you use the data Katnamath, are you there? Seem to have lost it. if the regulator sets this culture uh, it is uh, and that is an important aspect in that uh, audit process right you had dropped out in between for about a minute or so yeah so, there's some connection issue yeah there's a connection problem anyway so moving on i don't see any questions yet so what do you think you have uh, We'll take a question here. I can see one, yeah. Okay. Professor N.K. Singh wants to speak. Uh, and I think he has a lot of experience in aviation and other fields. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You are you is clear? Yes, it's clear. It's Whatever I heard now, Captain Amit Singh speaking about the kind of culture and the confidence which people should have so that they can And also, the perception they have differentiated in the way but in psychology the perception is something which is from imagination it is kind of uh, a kind of uh, you can say a feeling which generates into mind and it is not uh, based on necessarily facts but perception is something which you see you interpret it it exists so the conception may not exist, but it is imagined. There is more imagination in conception. But as far as perception is concerned, it is based on the stimulus which are present and a pilot or anyone driving, he just sees things and he interprets them. It is a, some danger coming from there. And somebody, there is no perception uh, uh, on the basis of uh, stimulus. There is no stimulus. But still, he sees, oh, something is going to happen to me. Now that, that's a kind of paranoid thinking. That is more in a conception kind of thing rather than perception. And perception also gets formed by that. But one thing very important, as I said, that is about the culture. That depends on how you have a certain feeling 
or certain faith in your leadership and in your position that the culture is built on that kind of faith. That faith uh, should exist in organization. You call it reliable organizations because reliable, I was very intrigued to learn that the, the caption of the uh, webinar as reliable organizations. It's very important to have reliable organization, but reliable are not merely by technical standards. These are also by psychological standards that you have people who are trained and they perceive properly, that there are people who can lead the organization, that people have faith in them and they can lead them. And People notice some defect, but they are afraid of talking to the leader. That means the leadership is lacking something. The leadership, leadership capability, they will know that, oh, my leader will listen to me and he will go to him. That's how many accidents can be avoided because the people have faith on each other. Now, this faith is uh, sometimes lacking. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Thank you very much.